0: He's never seen me fight live. He, he, his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be, uh, I flew to Boston and I watched my dad fight in the UFC. and you are going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely, but he says he's going to scream. Damn, he's a sign of He's already, yeah. Uh, Paul's really nice like that, you know. He doesn't need the money in fact, He's just jacked up there work and all. The chap's loud. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to deal with, and have a great life for my my kids my grandkids everyone in my in my family everyone that's that's come up with me that's my dream episode 15 of the severe mma podcast is now officially in your life andrew McGann here as always joined by the beautiful sean sheehan who is currently in a rather unfortunate predicament aren't you sean
1: yeah absolutely born into death here it's it's uh... how many
0: degrees is it
1: let me just check my computer one second.
0: Uh, I'll get my Snapchat open while you're getting the computer.
1: Seventeen degrees Celsius. Which it is, is practically fifteen
0: here in the northeast. Ah,
1: sure. The sunny, the sunny southwest, I in like,
0: You're closer to the equator. That's. <laughs> <And> what? <laughs> yeah. That's the reason. Two degrees right. in difference.
1: I take this weather. Uh, I take this weather I was just thinking there yesterday when I saw when I saw the forecast and the nice weather coming up. It's like, if the UFC could plan an event in Co Park on one day's notice it'd be perfect would not it? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they could definitely Maybe a two days Maybe may. ah, I would go that far no. maybe but like this three or four months or five months even in advance is a bit much
0: No no I think as well if you did it in such a long long period in advance you're jinxing that date for yeah. like snow or something like that Definitely gonna piss rain I, I actually have my heater on Have you really? Jesus yeah, I, because I, my I, the, the room that I'm in the computer room which is my old bedroom is actually the uh, it's the coldest room in the house. Oh, yeah. And little, the sun is much. at the minute not not hitting it, but it has like shitty old windows in it as well, and it's just it's an empty room now, kind of with a desk and stuff like that. So I have a heater on, but uh, I know the second that I walk outside, it's just going to be absolutely beautiful. I've got my my outfit Sean. it's on point. Go on, tell us what you have. I uh, I had my red New Balance shoes on. Nice yellow shorts nice and a red t-shirt
1: nice I, have my, I am sitting here in shorts shirts as well Green Bay Packers t-shirt
0: that's what just about it really
1: but I'm inside the window here and I can't open my window because you here hear all the noise but I'm just fucking sweating bullets as we said there <laughs>
0: sweating <and laughs> Sweat bullets, bullets yeah you're yeah. dead right I actually just got a snapchat from Murty asking for a shout out on the podcast I actually have a funny story about uh, him that I may or should or should not tell Um, tell it the fuck I took a snapchat of people a couple of of weeks ago and I put the phrase Allah Akbar on the snapchat and I put it on my story and um, I got a snapchat of Murdy uh, saying Andrew what the fuck it turns out uh, he's Indian or he's himself so oh. <laughs> quickly moving on <laughs> yeah, I bet you regret me telling that story <laughs> yeah, now yeah. Sean It is. It is. edit, 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 edit. <laughs> no 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 we leave it it's already yeah, out there okay. uh, no offence yeah. it's just just a laugh between me and a couple of my friends you know God is great Alakbar um, Sean yeah. moving swiftly off the topic tell me about um, <sighs> what can you tell me about Adelaide I'm burning up here I've, I've gone so red tell me about the land down under apparently it was a good night of fights
1: I, I went to sleep and didn't watch it till the next morning but apparently it was a great night of fights there was a lot of submissions and head kicks and stuff I'll tell you what I did now I went to bed and I got up at like half eight in the morning I watched the two main fights I wrote my I wrote my uh, review I looked through all the rest of the results and stuff, and I, I spent about, I'd say maybe fifteen minutes, going through all the rest of the fights, looking at the finishes and stuff, and that's all it took. And I condensed the whole card and an article and everything into about maybe an hour and a half. Whatever would have taken like seven hours if I was watching it in the middle of the night. So that was great. That was a good, good, uh, good work. Yeah, good way to do it. I was up then uh, before ten o'clock, with the day free and everything. It was great. I didn't have to up all night, but um. Yeah, and I suppose before we get to the main card, on the undercard there was, there, was, you know, there wasn't that much quality. But Alex Chambers, Armbar, Kelly, and Corrin Lee. It an armbar when she was, uh, she was pretty much getting, I wouldn't say destroyed, right, but she was losing the fight anyway. Brad Scott, Guillotine, Dylan Andrews. Brad Scott is really one of those. He's an overachiever. He like he wins fights you don't expect him to, and I don't think anyone. Maybe expect him to be doing as well in the UFC as he's doing. Um, Sam Alvey got a nice knockout again, and Sam Alvey is one of those guys as well. He's kind of he fly he really flying under the radar, and he's coming up. He's coming up to the rankings well. I don't think like he was in tough, and then he got released, and he came back. Um, but he yeah he's doing pretty well. But on the main card, then you watch you saw the main card fight, didn't you? What did you think of uh, that Jake Matthews James Vick fight?
0: I hate liking James Vick because he's associated to Lloyd Irvin yeah but I just can't help but not like him Um. he seems to be just completely programmed the same way a lot of Lloyd Irvin's jiu jitsu competition team are and it's that Lloyd like every athlete is an Android and that they're just programmed to do what Lloyd Irvin t- tells them and that if the master wants you to run through a brick wall, you're going to keep running through a brick wall until it's down. And you see it in in Lloyd's old competition team in jiu-jitsu, um, and especially now as well with some of the guys that he has there as well, they are just always, always, always going for the kill. And I think it's something that uh, the only exem- exception, I should say, to that rule is this guy called... Uh, DJ Jackson from Lloyd Irvin's who's transitioned into MMA and he's a bit of a, a staller a bit of a wrestler sort of thing but James Vick is just finishing people and fair enough he is, maybe he should be a little further progressed in the UFC than where he is at the minute and that's you can get some injuries or maybe it's Lloyd Irvin maybe taking extra time in between fights and stuff like that but in terms of a man who's going to be able to go out and finish guys at 155 James Irvin can take scouts in the top fifteen, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I think we under—I think a lot of people underestimated James' Vick I and mean, his jiu-jitsu, obviously, as you're alluding to there, is really good. Um, Matthews for the how long did it go about four and a half minutes or so? He was beating him up on the feed. I think Matthews is still a really high-level prospect, but I'm not sure about his jujitsu and a couple of these other fights as well. He was kind of. He kind of got caught in things, although he got out.
0: But kind you know, of what we were saying a few weeks ago about yeah. having good enough jujitsu to counter good jujitsu—it's yeah. now glaringly obvious when one guy has superior jujitsu and grappling ability to the other guy.
1: Yeah, and he trains in Australia as well. I don't think he's moved out. And how, like, I hear, I hear a lot of time um, that the level of jiu-jitsu isn't that high in Australia, even at the top level. Um, Dun, you'll, tell dun, dun, me you'll tell me his name. What's his name? The really good Dale. Kit Dale, yeah. Like, when he went and competed against the Americans and stuff when he was in Metamars, he kind of got shown off, didn't he? He got he got beaten a couple of times. And I, I was listening to Luke Thomas, who was talking about him before, and he said, like, I think he's moved actually moved to America now. But you probably know more than me, but he's yeah. kind of improved since he's been training in America and stuff. And when he was just training out of Australia, he wasn't as high level as those guys. And maybe the same as was oh, for Jake Matthews. Uh I think he's, I could be totally wrong, but I think I heard he traveled a bit to do some training, but I don't know, like, it, we'll talk about Stipe uh, later as well. There's these kind of small camps, I and mean, maybe even the same goes for Mark Hunt, although he went to the American top team, I think. There's like, it's just always going to be holding you back when you're training at the top teams, or when you're training at these smaller teams. Um. I don't know, yeah, that
0: guy from Ireland's never going to win the 145-pound <laughs> belt.
1: Yeah, well, we might be the exception. but We don't know. There's always like gyms that can become top gyms. Uh, like a Jew, Jew group is kind of going that way. SPG are definitely going that way as well, and a few more. But like uh, looking at Jake Matthews on on Saturday, like he, he has he has all the qualities to be. One of the best in the world, I think. I think he's a, a tremendous prospect. But I, I don't know. If he's jiu-jitsu up the par, like he. I know he got caught in James Vic. He's very good. He's a very good submission artist and stuff. But like, if you're like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think Larry, Larriu or guys like that, other prospects of lightweight, are going to get caught in a and like he did
0: no and just going back to kit dale for those that don't know he got his black belt in four years and um, he had a very very quick learning curve he's a very very intelligent guy he caused a lot of controversy in the last year or two in Jiu Jitsu. not so much controversy but just for having a different opinion and maybe he was the exception to the rule Um, a lot of the top jujitsu competition teams are obsessed with drilling like continuous repetition, Lloyd Irvin's team was based on it Andre Galvao's Atos team are based on it um, and it's just that once you're in a competition situation and you get to somewhere you've already drilled something so many times that it's just like second nature to you it's instinctive or Kit Dale is more conceptual based in terms of his jiu-jitsu and he has been teaching and releasing DVDs all based around concept concepts so if it was uh, for example a uh, uh, Pretty basic one is say if I was in mount and I had a he- had a head and arm choke You can finish the head and arm choke by staying in mount But if you move out to the side and put your body at an angle So all of your energy is going past the person as opposed to down into the mat You're going to get the submission quicker So Kit Dale's kind of theory and thinking is all about uh, the Conceptual of power or energy going through uh, Going through you and the other person for submissions Now some people are are bullish about it some people are whatever Kit Dale is actually not even training in jujitsu full-time anymore he moved to la to become an actor and now he's back in australia doing a film with his brother but he's only been and he's playing aussie rules or something like that i always see on his instagram but just through injuries and stuff like that and not really liking the ibjjf rule set and the rule set of a lot of big tournaments in jitsu. more on that later um, <laughs> he just he backed out of it and he's just kind of stepping away from Jiu Jitsu for a while. But yeah, I I don't, I don't exclusively agree that you have to be at a world class gym. I think uh, I think, he's a champion. Well, I think a champion no. is a champion regardless. And I think. I they, thought
1: they I thought you'd totally agree with that. There's huge. Um, if you look at the lads over in over in bloody Elbow there, Zen Simon and Bash when he used to be there is with out now. They have they broke it down you'd probably find the actual somewhere if I can find it I'll, I'll post it but they broke it down how many guys come from top gyms to be uh, champions and how many guys move to top gyms and then become champions rather than becoming champions at their at like a small gym yeah.
0: you've, you've just pre- like you've you kind of more eloquently put my point a champion will always find a way to become a champion and he'll move to a gym to become a a top champion I don't mean that some guy who I don't mean like you'd put Conor McGregor in a shed in Dundalk with two sparring partners and he'll become a world champion Yeah. but if you put him there initially he'll find he'll gravitate his way towards someone like John Kavanaugh or American Top Team or AK and become a world champion yeah that's true I think it's I think it's very uh, it's always maybe not for us maybe not for me maybe not for you but there are people out there that can spot Something like that straight away. To know that this guy has it. This guy doesn't has it. This guy thinks that he has it. Uh, Eddie Bravo speaks very highly of his jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, Jean-Jacques Machado. Also Joe Rogan's jiu-jitsu coach. Has been one of the best spotters of talents. Um, there is. And this is just from a jiu-jitsu point of view. He said. Joe Rogan said once in an interview. That he was at the world championships in California. With... Jean Jacques and Eddie Bravo and they pointed out a twelve year old. Jean-Jacques pointed out a twelve year old on a skateboard and said, That's the one. Promise, huh? Crone Gracie. Yeah. And that was just from limited interaction with him. Said that guy there, he's gonna be the one. And he's called so many other guys who were on a tear and he said, No, he doesn't have it, he'll fall away, he'll fall apart, and he's like some people just have that eye.
1: did you see kron's uh, mma debut i did he looked terrible How did he looked terrible <laughs> he, you know, he, when he got us to the ground he was good but he looked like he was doing he the all guard he, he was, was
0: doing, doing the B-O. Gracie stomp. unreal yeah. <laughs> exactly. og yeah. for life
1: but did you hear his father talking about him and we we'll move on to the comment of it in a second but did you hear his father talking about him um saying like that he's got it <laughs> He's not going to learn striking and stuff.
0: He's just going to do it the Gracie way yeah. with Jiu-Jitsu. Of course Fuck. he is. Like, he's Fuck no way. Going to get, killed. No going to get killed. Gracie is a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Coming, out, coming out doing shit like that, Gracie stomps. Heading down the Venice Pier <laughs> with Nate Diaz looking for the Irish boys, huh? What, wait, what,
1: what wait, for
0: 155
1: 155. Uh, 155, oh yeah. We'll see Future him UFC against, uh,
0: 155 champ, Crone Gracie
1: we'll see him go up against someone like uh, uh, Edson Barbosa now who can stop a takedown He'll just murder
0: him or someone what like his, Edson Barbosa's knee will be shattered from his fucking <laughs> <the> grassy <Gracie> stomp <laughs> exactly
1: speaking about getting shattered what about Brent Tavares' chin
0: yeah that's gone absolutely shattered and, and was, it was from the first shot it wasn't the second yeah. shot didn't look overly great it was the first shot that absolutely cleaned him out of it put him down he got back up. He recovered, and I think a feather, a feathered touch. Uh, if I can quote Lee Carvalho's putting challenge, is what would have put him down for the second one.
1: Yeah, Robert Whitaker is. He's another kind of one of those guys that, like after my boy Stephen Wonderboy Thompson demolished him um, into, in last year in what UFC One Seventy. I really didn't like. I, I thought he might lose one more and get cut from the organization. Or but even though before that, I had always liked him, and I thought he was, he was a great prospect. But he lost two in a row. But then uh, um, he moved to Middleweight to fight after that, and he's won two there. I like. There's something to be said about. He was fighting. Obviously, he's from Australia. and He fought most of his his fights in Australia, and since he's coming to the UFC, like, you've seen an improvement all the time. He was thrown in, like, in his third fight, he fought Court McGee. Like, Court McGee isn't the best fighter in the world, but he's, like, a grizzled veteran, he's going to take you down, and Stephen Warner by Thompson in his next fight, obviously, another guy who has, he's been around the block for a long time, kickboxing and stuff, he's fighting all his life, and, um, uh, is pretty much a similar style to him, but he, maybe he, uh, Thompson is a touch better, but, those were hard fights to get into early in your secret career, but I've been very impressed with him since then. And like Clint Hester and Brad Tavares, they might be two of the best in the world, but they're two very hard outs, especially Tavares. Like Tavares went to decision of Yoel Romero, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like um, Whitaker, his ground game is still a uh, still obviously a question. And let
0: it remain that as long as you keep knocking people out, who cares? The same way Crone is going to keep submitting people, so we don't need to (laughs) worry about his uh, his strikes.
1: He's got to keep knee stomping people. Yeah. uh, How do you think? How far do you think Wieder
0: can go? Um, I think it's kind of similar to what you were talking about earlier on with Matthews, about a potential of someone, and he isn't doing the silly mistakes such as getting caught in easy guillotines at the minute at UFC level. But there was there is something there's something exciting to watch about him. Coming out coming out and bull rushing at the weekend, you know, that's sort of sort of stuff that'll get you noticed. And maybe guys are gonna have to start fighting like that now because of lack of money in the UFC. Maybe maybe we're gonna see a lot of people coming out looking for bonuses because that's the only way they're gonna get paid properly. Yeah. Sad but maybe. true
1: yeah might make from made for more exciting fights but yeah tell, though,
0: I, just just on on the finish the yeah. left was beautiful and it was the left pretty much bang on the you know that we talk about a sweet spot on the chin it yeah. found it but I was watching back and fortunately you can't slow it down or if you can' I don't know how to what was the second shot it was it was a right you know, hand but it looked like the most glancing of blows uh
1: was it two left hands He hit him I can't think No, 100% But he hit him with one shot As you said And he rocked him And he went down to his knees But he kind of bounced back up Before he hit the ground yeah. and I think
0: he hit him with another It was the ground hand hand That finished hand. him ultimately Yeah anyway.
1: But he hit him with a second uh, I think it was the left hand And that put him on the ground And then obviously He only took like Two or three shots To put him put, uh, To take away his consciousness On the ground But yeah pretty
0: And impressive. then A man Who Was denied The right To take The extra shots to let him go out on a shield. The hip hop apotamus, Anthony Parash, like that Flight of the Concords <laughs> oh, reference. God, I've never seen that. What? You've you never. That's like. Oh my God, I'm trying to think of a good example here. It'd be like, <laughs> like me saying, Did you watch the Champions League last night? And you're replying, I've never watched that film. <laughs> Flight of the Concords are a band.
1: Oh, but there's a program called Flight of the Concords as well. Oh, is that there?
0: Is there?
1: Yeah. yeah oh, there right. is. Well, maybe
0: it's the same. Flight of the Concords are a group. They're two guys with a two guys with a guitar and instruments, and they sing funny songs. They had a song called "The Hip" about the hip hop whose lyrics were bottomless. You yeah. we don't give a fuck. Okay, go <laughs> on. on. Fine. Yeah, tell, I me don't how, tell me how bad you felt for Anthony Parash, then. I don't care.
1: I didn't feel that bad for Anthony Parash. Like he, he's one of his fair now He's had his innings. Um. Yeah. Like do you really care about this fight? I don't I just don't Well,
0: let, let's just talk how shit does Ryan Bader feel? Uh,
1: pretty shit? Maybe.
0: I, I would feel pretty shit <laughs> if I was Ryan Bader after watching that fight. Yeah. Um Sean O'Connell was good though. I have to say Sean O'Connell is a little bit of a nut job. A uh, nice quick turnaround from Boston earlier on in the year. But um I have no problem with this with the stoppage. It was just gonna. It was gonna get worse for Anthony Parash He's too old now. He, that was probably his send off. It was just because the UFC went back to Australia. Did they got him a fight there? And um, you would like to see more of these guys go out on a win, but um, I think all it showed us is that the UFC is filled with fucking nut jobs. Sean O'Connell actually has a book. Oh
1: yeah, he's a novelist, out of oh, the why that yeah, religious we, novel. Oh, is it? Oh, it won't
0: be something. Well. I think it's religious. Anyway, I saw something about it on Twitter. Alright, but
1: uh, speaking of guys taking beatings and going out in their ah. field, Mark Hunt.
0: Yeah, done. Don't fight again, Mark. No, I sorry. Will. Gut reaction, whatever. Yeah. Over the top. I do not want to see Mark Hunt fight mixed martial arts in the UFC again after that.
1: I think if it had been.
0: Are you there? Sean, ladies and gentlemen We've lost Sean Sheehan I'm going to try and hang up on him on Skype And I'm going to reconnect the call I've hung up on him I'm waiting for Sean to ring us back This is some excellent stalling on severemma.com. Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast uh, You should have just heard Sean's icon on Skype hang up Let's ring him back
2: do, 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 do,
0: do. I'm actually wearing the same t-shirt today as I am in my sky profile picture Um, only a different colour Tatami fightwear, rule the mat Jiu-jitsu apparel I'm calling Sean, here he is Hello Hello. Are I'm uh, back. You are back and I managed to stall excellently while you got cut off We are Sweet. still recording, one take <laughs> What did what you say? Uh, what was I can't remember the happened? last thing you said something to do with well obviously it was to do with Mark Hunt yeah. um, you said you wouldn't have had a problem if I think
1: I wouldn't have had a problem if it was stopped in the third round that was my thing um, it was like it was one of the most ferocious beatings I've ever seen in the UFC like the referee I can see why the referee didn't stop it even though he like. probably should have stopped it But when he said You need to show me something Mark You need to move Hunt did move a bit A tiny bit And that's why he didn't stop it Even though he should have stopped it 100% But Between rounds Like The doctor To be fair to the doctor He did look At Hunt He checked his eyes Even though his fucking two eyes were closed (laughs) He, He put up his fingers And he said how many fingers he had He asked him Could he continue And Hunt said he could Like he he gave plenty of options to for Hunt. He gave him away out. Like, he, he, he did give him away out. Way Hunt didn't take it, right? And that's the point. Hunt didn't take it. He didn't want the way out. Then it comes down to the corner. It's the corner's responsibility to take him out. And like when that fourth round was over, Mark Hunt was not winning that fight. He was finished. That fight was over. Like i have not. I don't know what. Like that's disgusting that they sent him out for the fifth round. Like, if I wasn't writing my review on it, I would have turned that fight off, because it was, like, we spoke about it last week, and you we spoke about Tommy McCaffrey getting knocked out. It was hard to watch. Like, this was fucking hard to watch. This was one of the worst fights. Like, I've no interest in watching MMA like that, when when people are, like, allowed to take just a ferocious beating like he took That fight should have been stopped, and his corner should have been ashamed of themselves. But, like, with uh, Mark Hunt, like, th- those corner guys, who, like, who are they? We don't really know who they are. Like maybe if it was someone bigger, if he was training at ATT or if he was training at one of the big camps, maybe they would have pulled him out because like they'd have more authority or something, I think Mark Cunt basically kind of trains himself and those guys are kind of just training with him or whatever but I don't know, it's yeah. bad like, it terrible. and it it, terrible. It's,
0: it's bad from the point of view that like I personally have seen stuff like that happen in Ireland at amateur shows like f- uh, shit gym send people out for a second or third round after getting too much damage. And it's at an amateur level. And it's really, really hard to watch. And it's something that is going to take the sport back further. Like Mark Hunt is, at the minute, a UFC fighter. He's going to be a statistic in a couple of years if it ke- if he keeps going on like this. And we spoke before, uh, and I mean a statistic either, of someone who's irreparable brain damage or took too much damage in a fight. Rocky. Being held against the ropes versus Ivan Drago sort of scenario. Uh the one shot that was too much for him. Am I mm-hmm. right? Was that Ivan Drago did that to him or was it Clubber uh, Lang I don't know. I think it could have been um, No maybe,
2: yeah.
0: It was Ivan. It was definitely Ivan. Yeah, Ivan, Ivan Drago. was after Clubber yeah. Yeah. But of course Ivan was after Clubber You didn't even need to think of yeah. that. I was just trying to figure out what fight he got the brain damage in. Israel. <laughs> Yeah. if you go by his speech, he's had it from the first film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Mark Hunt, hopefully, a nice run he had from the man that was offered the uh, his contract to be bought out to producing some of the nicest UFC heavyweight moments in history, and um, that division's in dire dire straits at the minute. I wouldn't write him off yet. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't mind seeing him back again. Oh yeah! Like, look, just don't put him against anyone yeah. that could hurt him. Or do like,
1: uh, damage to him in that way. Like this, fight was only going to go one way. Like, well, okay, he could have knocked him out early, uh, but like as I said last week, Stipe is too hard, too fast for him, and he's too good at avoiding power shots. So that was never going to happen. Like this fight was always going to go that way, and I suppose like putting him into fights, maybe easier fights are more aesthetically pleasing fights maybe is easier to do now. But I think that in matchmaking was okay, but he was kind of always gonna lose. It's it's more of as we spoke about there and like it's more about the corner or the doctor and the referee should have stopped it. But like I want to see him fight Rampage Jackson, I've said it a long time, but I'd like I wouldn't mind seeing him fighting against the likes of um Orlovsky or <laughs> um Aubrey maybe or guys like that. Frank yeah I mean, he's fought Ray Nelson before but um yeah, like and especially with I know this shouldn't for um this shouldn't be part of the thinking from us, but it'll probably be part of the thinking from the UFC. Like that heavyweight division is pretty light and when you've guys like Mark Hunt who are known guys who are really light and who are like who are still pretty good fighters, you won't want to lose them. Like Mark Hunt was beating Fabricio Verdum in the last fight until he got knocked out as well. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't maybe write him off yet just yet, but I don't think he'll be fighting for the title anytime soon. Um, or ever. Or, uh, yeah. Like you know, like that fight just should have been stopped. John Kevin, I think, spoke about it on, on Twitter on Sunday morning or Saturday night, or whenever it was, that like someone asked him if one of his fighters are in that shape, would he have taken him out? And he said, yeah, and I hope that's true, and I hope it's true for every coach, like there's no points in, in your fighter out the whole point about throwing in the towel or taking a fighter out is so they're there to fight another day and like Mark, those two and a half rounds Mark Hunt went on the last day, they might mean he won't fight another day, that's that's how serious this game is, like this isn't tiddlywinks like someone can get seriously hurt in there and like what happened to Mark Hunt on Saturday night should never happen again, it should be a, it should show everyone else that like you have to, you have to get your fight routed after entire shreds like he was.
0: Did you know that throwing in the towel is actually not like a a method of stopping the fight? I think it was
1: changed. I was talking about
0: Graham because with remember, day. yeah, remember Nate Diaz had the towel thrown yeah, on and that was gangster that, as fuck, like. Yeah, but
1: they they were allowed to do that at that stage. I think it was changed just before that. We must look it up. Actually, I must look it up and find out for sure. But I'm pretty sure that the rule is actually changed, and you are allowed to throw in the towel. But um. Yeah, I will look it up. and will find that out for sure. Well, Sean, oh. I
0: have to say, thirty minutes discussion on UFC Adelaide is about twenty eight minutes more than what I would have <laughs> uh, expected us to do. Me too. So, Me too. what was next? We were going to talk about how about Ronda Rousey? No, no, Grunder-Ossi. How no. How gorgeous Dylan Danis is. Oh, oh yeah.
1: Oh fucking metamoris. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't watch that.
0: I don't even know who won. Who won that? Dylan Danis That's submitted Jolos on. Oh sweet. My was hero. Uh, yeah, I just completely controlled Dylan that uh, Joe Lowe was on. Submitted him with a lovely dark choke. That was the <laughs> only uh, submission that I actually saw on it, and I only saw the gif. Didn't watch the whole match, but I was just told he was yeah. absolutely smashed. I am looking forward to going back and watching it. Um. I saw Meta- the Barnett one. Yeah, Metamoris really needs to do something. They're just trying to sh- shoot themselves in their foot at the minute. I like the idea of like no fans, no just in a gym, recorded and released sort of thing, but. Really? yeah I think there's something cool about it I don't know why I do like it but I just think that they're trying to be something that they can't really be at the minute the only way metamorphosis is going to be exciting and aesthetically pleasing to try and get maybe people to watch it that haven't got an interest in Jiu Jitsu is if you've got ridiculous size mismatches you know yeah. put one of the uh, put one of the Meow Brothers at like under 64 kilos under 70 kilos against a heavyweight purple belt so that their skill is is like infinitely better than the purple belt but the size factor is going to be what makes it interesting as opposed to Keenan Cornelius versus Shanji hibero in the Gi which was always going to be a draw there was no way either of those were going to submit the other because they're just as good well maybe not just as good as each other but at the level that one won't submit the other
1: yeah I don't even think that'll do it to be honest like
0: okay jujitsu shit <laughs> moving on <laughs> But I don't think there's anyway. It's not a spectator sport, I don't Any Bravo there. invitational rule set. I don't think so either. Like I w
1: I didn't even watch that, like
0: uh, Exactly. Do you know what the rule set was?
1: I well I kinda knew. You told me last week I wouldn't watch it again. I, just,
0: I was I, I think it's know. very exciting.
1: It, uh, I don't know. Jiu Jitsu is great for the jujitsu people and the jujitsu hardcores. But I don't think there's like you might get a small percentage of percentage of the MMA of to watch as well but you're not going to get any casual fans like watching Metamars or anything it is, like that
0: it is a very tough thing to watch and I have to say there was yeah. times that I wanted to kill myself on Sunday at the Irish Open watching master, master heavyweight white belts or master blue belts compete like over and over again and it was the worst like Jitsu is the best when it's exciting and when it's impactful and high pace and stuff like that But a six-minute judo battle between two guys in their 30s or 40s, not for me. me. Yeah, not for me either. But go
1: on anyway, tell us how you've been on in the... Right, okay,
0: I am past it, okay? And the fact that we're recording this podcast a couple of days later is annoying me. Because I am... I had officially forgotten about it. But, since you brought it up... What? In jiu-jitsu, there's points. Okay, We established that. You get points for a sweep. I was two points up towards the end of the match or it was two points each. No, no. I was definitely up at this stage. I'm going to pass... I'm passing this guy's guard. I'm on my way down into side control. He gets a... But I'm leaning too far forward. He gets a foot in somewhere on me and manages to sweep me over. So imagine that I'm passing his guard and he... Hips me over and lands in side control himself. Yeah. Okay, that's two points for him. I don't dispute no. that. That's a fair sweep. He then moved to north-south and back to side control and was given three points. Huh? Exactly. You get three points for passing the guard. So going from open guard, closed guard, or half guard to side control. That guy, it was a sweep over and he moved position. And fair enough, I tried to talk to the referee about it uh, about an hour later. And he said that the three points were from earlier on in the match, which they weren't. Uh, because I looked at this time, there was 15 seconds left and it was 2-0. So I think, okay, I need to get up, I need to take this guy down and I'm going to win the match. Got up, hit a single leg, took him down and looked at the clock as the time had expired. And it was 5-4 to him. And it made no sense to me where he got those three points. Um, but at the end of the day, I referee in tournaments as well. I wouldn't like the big deal to be made over a simple mistake like that and then again I probably wouldn't make a mistake like that <laughs> uh, but I, the way I looked at it Sean I was still able to get up on Monday morning and train jiu-jitsu yeah. I was still able to book my flights later on that afternoon I don't
1: mind uh, that the referee fucking robbed yeah I know oh, yeah, like, that referee's only a prick shite in the bucket him, have him banned
0: get that referee thrown out nah, nah nah he's actually sound I actually get on quite well with him so that is that is the thing Is the jujitsu community—if it had been a prick like that—I honestly didn't like. There would have been yeah. holy war <laughs> started over it. Not just regular warfare, holy warfare started over something like that. So I'm. Do you think they're, un- you think they're unfair
1: to you because of who you are?
0: What?
1: Do you think they're unfair to you because of who you are?
0: That's a really arrogant thing <laughs> that I'm not going to even answer <laughs> that's because I, that's why I because <laughs> Aaron Devlin, who from Team Torres and Derry who uh, actually won my division very impressively, um, will absolutely rip the piss out of me if I said something like that. My <laughs> sports psychologist, Sean, told psychologist? I do, yeah. And I'm gonna offer him free sponsorship on the website if I get free cancelling often. But that's another that's another thing. <laughs> and Graham, ignore that point. I'm not really gonna do it. Mind Sport Limited. Um... Okay. I even <laughs> <if> I can't <laughs> So he um he told me you're going to the event on Sunday About an hour before your division, say goodbye to your coach. You're not there to be Andrew McGahan from Sevier MMA that people are going to want to talk to. You're there to be Andrew McGahan who's going to win the... He actually warned me about it. He was like, yeah, just there's going to be people kind of hovering around and saying hello. Actually, someone did. I was out getting a burger and you didn't tell me your name. But he came up and said, friend of the podcast. I just wanted to say hello to you before I went. Whoever you are, tweet me and let me know. I want to follow you. Uh, We had a nice chat. I
1: have another question for you. Go for it. You said oh, I don't I keep uh, losing
0: in the first round.
1: <laughs> no, you said your um your teammate won your division. Yeah. Jujitsu ju- is notorious for having like what did it right rideouts or something. If you had met, met your um those um, us yeah. <laughs> right if you had met your teammate did you, did you in the final, yeah, I did. yeah. Uh, we'll just we'll just go over that. If you'd met your uh, your teammate in the final, would you have actually gone at it or would you have just like let one of you in?
0: Um. Sorry, my sister came in and uh, asked me something there, but I heard what you said. Um, it depends. At something like, like Aaron and myself train in different gyms, but we have the same. Like we're under the same team. Now Aaron will beat me ten times out of ten in a row. He's on the verge of his purple belt. He's probably going to win the British Open this weekend as well, and um, and I wouldn't be able to touch him. However, I think at a lower end of it, like when two guys are pretty close, I think. Closeouts are. I think closeouts are best regardless because you train with these people all the time. There's no. Mo- there's no money involved. If there's money involved, by absolutely all means, kill each other. Or if there's like a paid trip or something like that as a prize, but if it's just for a medal at a shitty tournament or just a tournament in general, then you don't fight each other because if you get a victory over someone who you train with every single day, it like no matter what about there being no ego, there is a little bit of ego involved in it, and it. it I don't like it, that. It will hang over it will hang over it completely
1: I don't like that bullshit then again I would have no problem doing it you know if it, if yeah. it comes
0: down to it I'd have, like I would gladly if Aaron and I get to the final if he wants to go out and make it look like we're not being bitches and stuff like that I will gladly go out and get handed like and, and lose to him because he, he will beat me but I'll have to make it look somewhat competitive and put it up to him yeah. I might arm drag him you know there was a great <laughs> just on before we move on, go on. to some questions and uh, we were both in Brazil together and I just decided we might throw this story out so there was a little bit of back and forth talk you know him saying that he's a great wrestler and he's a good bit of wrestling and I said I bet you I can take him I, I can take you down so much this caused hilarious outrage so much so that his coach uh, Sensei Martin McLaughlin wanted to put a hundred reals against my coach Sebastian a hundred reals that who would uh, who would get a takedown Now the, the rules were pretty simple Aaron could take me down as many times as he wanted in the round and he took me down three times but the bet was that I would be able to take him down once so after training one day in Brazil a big circle formed <laughs> the Brazilians and the Irish there was a little bit of a back and forth myself and Aaron were called out into the middle and we had a wrestling match and I arm dragged him, him. yeah took him down
1: okay speaking of arm drags Ronda Rousey. Is she the most dominant athlete in the world? that's, voted that's the
0: most... Who voted that? Dana White uh, and Lorenzo, Lorenzo Fertitta voted that,
1: it, was it? It was Business Insider. And let, let me just uh, oh, yeah. redraw a few of the names. Uh, number four was Cristiano Ronaldo. And number seven was Lionel Messi, right? Um, number 12 was Rory McElroy. Number 14, Floyd Mayweather. Unbeaten in 47 fights, Floyd Mayweather, that is. Number 25, Mike Trout, who I believe is that boxer that. I could be wrong there, but I think he's that boxer that isn't like he's good, but he's seen that one of the best Norwich Triple G. Number 43, Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
0: Greatest man to ever (laughs) live. I I assume number 44 is Freddie (laughs) Yumberg.
1: No, he's not there. I think he's 51 and only showed the top 50. Yeah, but he's not there. But yeah.
0: um, 51 and only showed the
1: top (laughs) 50. (laughs) <laughs> that, look Basically It's this, a shit list okay, there's, there's two arguments here The list is shit But is there an argument For Ronda Rousey To be the most dominant Athlete in the world Do you think I don't No
0: And look I'm, is too terrible I'm all for Hyperbole And shilling But Ronda Rousey Is the best female fighter In the world That's fair uh, enough uh, Katie Taylor uh, Outside of Katie Taylor Um, but who did I see Mookie Alexander and someone else talking about like where the fuck is Serena Williams like even even if you're just talking about not even athletes if you're talking about most dominating female athletes Serena Williams won her first ever Grand Slam title in 1999 and she is still winning them 19 Grand Slams later Ronda Rousey has been fighting for under 4 years under five years. i won a bronze medal in the Olympics. Uh, no, look, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't even, that's I, good life, I wouldn't even it. dare insult, like, I would, meddling at the Olympics is outstanding, uh. regardless. I, I disagree now, I'm not going to take a shot at her for that, like, because that's... Bronze,
1: good like, but when you're talking about the most dominant athlete in the world, like, does Serena Williams have a gold medal in the Olympics? Probably, yeah, I'm not sure. So. She's third under this, behind LeBron James.
0: But, LeBron. But.
1: Yeah, the thing about Ronda Rousey is she's unbelievably dominant. But like, if you look at Serena Williams, she has really good competition. Like, okay, I'm not the biggest tennis fan or anything, but there's lots of women that have won Grand Slams and that have beaten her plenty of times and stuff. And, and she's, she's still beaten dominant. A lot, for a
0: lot of prettier people than Ronda Rousey has beaten. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not let's not yeah, let's true. not that's move true. away from the real issue here is who beats mm-hmm. the prettier people.
1: That's true. It'd be worse if Ronda Rousey was beating the prettier people, though, because you feel bad then. But, yeah. Who's Ronda Rousey beating? Like, she's beating Ghana Like, what level of competition? Like, Captain Gano, Liz Carmouche, Sarah McMahon, Alexis Davis. Like, how can you put her as... She's dominant, okay, but, like, it's the level of dominance. So, like, I could be dominant in fucking... Uh, in MMA, as well, if I was fighting fucking lot of... Children, or something, (laughs) and basically, that's what they are. And uh, when you look at Ronda Rossi's level, like she's been an athlete her whole life, she's been a judoka her whole life, and like a lot of the people in MMA at the moment are pretty new to it. Like, um, uh, we spoke about it a lot in podcasts previous, but Ronda Rossi's head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment, and that you have to take that into account when you're make it up lists like this but yeah basically they did it to get clicks and stuff and uh, that's exactly what they did so moving on to this weekend UFC Manila Thriller in I'm, Manila yeah exactly a I'm similar jealous.
0: to the thriller in Manila
1: I'm jealous of my brothers over there
0: what's that go on oh that the lyrics I just rapped same again do I I'm, not I'm, know I'm the, uh, a- the Notorious B.I.G. S- remix that's going around at the minute no
1: I don't really listen to music oh. that much
0: what about you blocking someone on Facebook, on Twitter, because they said the killers were shit? I didn't actually. Oh, well you should it, it was a joke. <laughs>
1: you should yeah.
0: But I, I should've, yeah. What's, your, the best bet what's ever. your brother doing in a...
1: His wife is from Manila, and they're gone over there for, um, to visit our family and stuff for a holiday, so he's gone, to, uh, he's gone to the fight. He's going to be working for severe MMA, actually. He's going to be cage-side with his camera. No way.
0: Yeah? Oh my are. god, can you hear that music? No. Are you sure? Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, what happened there was I had my Spotify on my phone and I was trying to find the lyric for you, and I had Spotify also open on my computer, <laughs> and it just started blaring out in my ears. It really scared me. But you can't—the way my computer is set up—is that you can't hear what's coming out through my computer. So for wow. all you, you keep talking, Sean. I'll just, I'll just put dramatic music over you at random points, and you won't know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, don't do that, yeah, but, uh, yeah, this
1: is a good card, kind of, <laughs> are you putting music over me now? Yes, <laughs> sorry, go on,
0: yeah. this weekend. Uh, yeah,
1: it was, this weekend is a good card, like the, the, prelim, the five pass prelims and the Fox 4 1 prelims or five pass for us aren't really great, Uh, there isn't really much to talk about, but, on the main card, you have the return of Philippe N over, which is, yeah, come, you can take that or, or leave it. The top four fights are pretty good. Uh, Dong-Gyu Lim, who's a really exciting welterweight, is fighting Neil Magney, who's one of those guys who's kind of flying under six in a row now. He's got, uh, like, um, he's a bit of a a Matt Brown type character. Um, You don't know how far he's going to go, really, but Lim is, like, really exciting. He's fucking big, hard hands. He, I, I'd probably favor Magny in that fight, but um, should be a good one anyway. Mark Munoz, Luke Barnett, Mark Munoz's last fight obviously he's uh Filipino American so that should be the crowd should be on his side then you have uh, Musasi against Philippou another good fight I think Musasi should win that and then Edgar against Faber we spoke about it before but are you still picking Edgar?
0: say something motivational about Frankie Edgar
1: Um, he's good at wrestling I don't know Something motivational for, I don't know. Tell me.
0: You're gonna love listening back to this. Oh no! God Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I Rem promise kill, I'm done. Doesn't matter. As long as we don't go over thirty seconds of music, we're untouchable from copyright. And uh, that's be, I, I, actually probably not true, so if anyone don't like try take us up on that, because this'll be a good episode. I don't want to take it off the internet. Um do I still think Edgar is gonna be favorable Yes. Easily. Yep. Yeah. Did, I, I put, uh, do you disagree?
1: No, no, I I bet Jeremy Botter three pints of uh beer. He thinks Faber's gonna win. i I'm taking Frank Edgar. So um I
0: just think um I saw something great. obviously all of your Faber's losses have come in title fights, but yeah. I think all of them bar one have come in main events. Was that another thing that I saw?
1: Uh well if they're title fights they're probably in main events. Which yeah. one wasn't a main event. Let me look at him.
0: Maybe they've all been main events then. Probably
1: have, but. uh...
0: I just don't. Maybe he doesn't have the bottle. Maybe it's big game nerves. I don't know what it is. But Frankie Edgar is too good, I think, for Uriah Faber. His hands, his speed. As I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I will not be shocked. It wouldn't, like, I wouldn't wake up thinking, OMG, what the fuck? Uh, Uriah Faber dropped Frankie Edgar with a jab or a cross and then jumped on a guillotine, made his way to the back or rear naked choked him that wouldn't shock me in the slightest but more than likely we're going to see the result that Frankie Edgar went to town on Uriah Faber uh, he's better wrestling than him, better striking um, Faber's kicks maybe leg kicks, wear him down a little bit slow him down, I think the way to beat Frankie Edgar is to slow him down but him throwing those kicks is going to maybe result in him getting taken down. I just want to see some ankle picking from Frankie Edgar this weekend. I love the way that he uses his strikes to set up ankle picks. Um, it's a technique that's underutilized in mixed martial arts, I think, and it's only the quicker guys that are able to do it. Sean, this is probably the longest analysis I've given on any sort of fight, so if you have the conf- confirmed stats of whether Uriah Faber has only lost in main events, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I didn't bother looking All right, I thought you were doing no. that. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> it just didn't bother in the end. That's all right.
1: But, uh, Go on, <laughs> there's a big difference between ankle picking Cubby Swanson and, and uh Oh he's, done, Fever, he's but... done more than ankle picking. I know, Cubby I know, Swanson. I know, but of late, um I think both fighters aren't what they used to be really. There's a lot of talk mostly from M- American MMA media about Frankie Edgar being this Oh, I can't even see Jose Aldo beating him. Jose Aldo would wreck him if they fought again, to be honest. And I think Conor McGregor probably beat him again if they fought. Um, F- Faber is... I think Frank Yeager will win. The, Faber, Frank Yeager isn't as... He's lost a bit of a step. He isn't as what he used to be, but he's still a pretty good fighter. He's definitely top four in the world in, in um, featherweight. I think Uriah Faber... This is the last time Uriah Faber will... um Main event. I'm not sure about main event, but I don't think he's beaten uh, Edgar. I don't think he'll beat Cruz if they fight again. I don't think he'll beat Bro or TJ Dillashaw. Um, that fight against Francisco Rivera was pretty shocking to me. Like Rivera was winning that fight, um, and Edgar he got lucky really. He, well, I wouldn't say lucky. he was was it Mario Yamasaki He was the referee and he uh, poked Rivera in the eye and didn't got a bulldog choke on him was kind of a cheap win really. I don't like he looked terrible in that fight. If he looks the same way in that fight as he does against Frankie Edgar, you could see Frankie Edgar stopping him in early or something. But I, I dunno I don't think he really stopped him, Um Flavor's really tough like he took ferocious beatings off Jose Aldo and a couple more and he, he stayed in there. Um yeah I think Edgar's it's unusual when you see a guy coming down from a higher weight and you see uh, like, and you see a guy coming up from a lighter weight, and they meet in the middle. Can is faster Yeah. Well, Frank Edgar. Edgar
0: Frank Edgar should be one thirty-five.
1: Yeah, he probably well. I think one forty-five is perfect for to be honest.
0: I think he cuts like I assume like wasn't the thing that he cuts like really really little for one fifty-five, and then it was kind of dietary changes that were able to get him down to one forty-five easier. Like, yeah, I think.
1: Good, fight one thirty-five, but I think he's best at one forty-five. Um, uh, and I think especially at this time, uh, this time in say, his career, it, uh, yeah, he's been moving down. Word, but yeah. As I say, I think uh, Agra is probably faster than Faber. Um, as you said, he's better wrestling. He's striking is a whole lot better. And the thing about Faber is, he's been a good fighter for years, but I don't think uh, like improvements in his game have really come on a lot in the last four or five years. Like. When Dwayne we came in to um, Team Alpha Male, okay, he was the relationship fell apart maybe a couple of years in, but you saw big improvements in Pinovides' striking in, especially Dillashaw's Chad Mendes. Mendes. You, did, you didn't see that improvement in your eye of I don't think stri-
0: Faber ever worked with him too exclusively. Mm. I think yeah. there was a the the whole talk was that they just never got on from the from the get go.
1: Yeah, but that's a big reason as well why Faber. I think, uh, like he didn't win the title, he couldn't get over the line in the end. And uh, I think that's why Edgar's going to beat him as well.
0: There we go. Sean, any questions? There's a uh, lot. I have to say, you, you're you the man that knows Twitter. Is there a way to turn off a notification for someone favoriting your tweet?
2: Because mm, it's fucking uh, annoying. Your,
0: On your phone or on your... Uh, well, on my ads. Like, I don't get a notification for a favorite on my phone. But when I go onto Twitter and I see like 12 notifications and I think, oh God, something's cool happened. And then it's like 10 of them are people favoriting tweets that I'm tagged in. That's disheartening. That.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really go onto my computer too much so I don't really see them. That's but on my uh, phone though. On your phone? Oh yeah, well yeah. That happened to me as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just get over it.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on.
1: I had 1.1 1. 1 million impressions on my Twitter last week. How do you find month? that? Yeah. You go to ads.twitter.com oh, right. you to sign up for it. But, um, yeah, we have a few questions here. Uh, let me pick out a good one now. Mm. Um, we spoke a bit about it last week, but from Fionn Healy, at Fionn Healy PT on Twitter. Uh, what do is you that Fionn
0: Healy Magua? Yeah, it is. Ah, very good fighter. Or very oh, really? Good, yeah, well, very good. Uh, I trained with him when I lived in Dublin in the SPG City Centre gym. <laughs> very good jujitsu think he's making a transition into MMA. He was away somewhere. I know that. I think he was away living somewhere. Or he was finishing up in college. I think he was in Trinity. Anyway, sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we have a similar question as well from um, Chris Poole on Twitter as well. They're basically asking about the Reebok deal again. And do we think it's fair? And basically what can be done to make it more fair? We, I know we spoke a bit about it last week, but we've kind of had time to uh, think about it now. Do you think there's anything that
0: can be done or anything that should be done? No, they're they're fucked. Uh, The UFC have backed themselves into a seven-year corner, I think. Uh, Is it? Seven or six or five. Look, multiple-year, undisclosed-year corner. Uh, Ed Ruth signing with Bellator the other day. And even at this stage, a guy who's a wrestler who had in his bio future UFC champ Signed with Bellator and cited the ability to negotiate his own sponsors as one of the main factors that he has signed a developmental deal. Like, he won't even consider MMA until 2017, unless he thinks he could have a shot at the 2020 Olympics. And even then, it could be until 2021 that we see an an MMA debut from him. And he still signed with Bellator. Like, this is bad for the UFC and the pay scale that they released is absolutely shocking the amount of fighters that have come out in support of it Matt Mitrione said fair enough Dana White got on to me and said he's going to have to try and make things right Dana White said something about trying to patch things up with Miles Jury and Reebok and I think that stemmed from the fact that he had been talking to Reebok about his own deal himself before they had signed the deal with the UFC but like when we spoke before about Fighters being guaranteed sponsors, and it's a good thing. Maybe European based fighters, Australian based fighters, pretty much anywhere outside of the US where it might be helpful. That's fair enough. Yeah, I, but I then agree with that. Someone man. like Ramsey Nijem, do you know who said he made more, like uh, considerably more than two and a half grand in his second UFC fight from additional sponsors? That's where the, the telling sign is. For example, I don't think a company is sponsoring Norman Park two and a half grand um, for sponsorship. And that's a yeah. fair enough statement because he's having to give away gloves for sale on his Twitter and his Facebook pages like by selling them. Now I'm not saying maybe he's just doing that a bit of extra cash or whatever but I definitely think there's... That Reebok deal will help some fighters but it will cripple most. Yeah, I think
1: like they need to find some sort of solution maybe give them one um sponsor even like a walkout An exemption. Well, maybe not a walkout t-shirt or yeah something like that um like if they could wear a t-shirt while they're warming up and they're showing on camera and uh, like even a spot on their on their chart or a spot on their t-shirt or something like that where they can earn one, uh, one sponsor more
0: the nba have that don't they uh, the NBA and have, but, a, have an apparel sponsor, but you're allowed one example. Yeah, exemption.
1: but you you can have your shoes. You, like you can yeah. have a Nike sponsorship your and Nikes. stuff. It's the same, and yeah, it's the same in soccer and stuff like that. But if they could find something like that, um, yeah, I think some fighters are with it. Like you saw Paul Redman tweeting, and you saw Norman Park tweeting that like well, he did on people are mad and stuff. But I think the vast majority of fighters are not too happy with it. Um,
0: hey, there you go, Paul Redman, another example. No way yeah. was
1: he getting two and a half grand from a sponsor in Ireland. Yeah, but the, as we spoke a bit about it last week as well is now you'll know her, uh, your manager, if he's earning his money or not. They're having a manager summit as well over in Las Vegas. Some of the in Las Vegas, some of the biggest managers in MMA are going to be at it to discuss what they're kind of uh, thinking about doing. The socks of a fighters' association. and thats a different discussion for a different day. But um, yeah, like if you're a fighter and you're already in the UFC, like, if I was in that position now, I'd be like saying to my manager, can you get me outside sponsorship? And I'd be like, you have six months to do it, and if not, you're gone. Because uh, you don't really need a manager now. Get a solicitor or something when you're uh, renewing your contract on a, like, on a weekly basis, and then once that's done, go back and have no an manager. Keep your 10% or 20% or whatever it is. Earn herself another bit of money. So that's um, it.
0: Do you think the UFC yeah. are doing this to try eradicate managers?
1: Maybe. Because like, remember, like,
0: think, I think of how many times Dana and Co have spoken about the problems that they've had dealing with man- managers in the past.
1: Yeah, definitely. they have, yeah. Or but, um, how
0: someone like Nate Diaz gets got a big signing on bonus, so he have a lower disclosed pay, so he doesn't have to pay his managers as much. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely They don't like Especially Mike Hogan They don't like him Okay, we'll um, We'll probably talk a lot more We have a question From a friend of the podcast uh, Brian McLaughlin On Twitter uh, We're a year away From UFC 200 Oh, I saw um, that How's was going? Who do you think to will be on it He's asked about Conor McGregor Main eventing
0: so, um, For the 155 belt His Second defense <laughs> No, his A deep Conor, Conor McGregor I think will be The more I look at it now, and I don't mean this in a, oh, it's cool to hate the UFC and we can say what we want. The UFC have Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey, and Chris Weidman left. And as bad as that sounds, it really does look like the UFC's bubble is on its way. And whether it it has anything to do with the rumors that were on Twitter last week about a potential sale, and that's why a uniform deal will help a potential sale like from Zufa to a new company like someone like Miles Jury can get double what he is on at the minute in the UFC and Bellator relatively easy like it's very exciting for for mixed martial arts I think the next year because Bellator are going to come back into it and Bellator not even come back into it Bellator are going to go from strength to strength with someone as good as Scott Coker in charge and I know this is deviating from the point of UFC 200 but UFC 200 has to be supercharged it has to be an event and outs between people not caring about Demetrius Johnson Jose Aldo not learning any English Cain Velasquez coming out of the womb in a cast and John Jones running <laughs> off with his bong in a bag and a fifty bag like a bag of yokes and bag of yokes uh <laughs> I, I preferred my <laughs> fifty bag quote. and um, that's like all they have is all they have is Conor McGregor and I've just been brought in dinner here. All they have is Conor nice. McGregor and Hold on, hold on. What's dinner? What's dinner? What's you having for dinner? Uh, chips and a cod steak. Ah no good. I had a lovely bit of bacon and turn up and
1: spud there bacon, before I
0: Bacon and spud. Mm, oh. delicious. Anyway, UFC two hundred yeah. dream card or dream main event.
1: Just dream main events so go on.
0: I don't know. Ronda Rousey versus Cain Velasquez. You know, Conor McGregor will. I think it's not beyond the realm of possibility. It's him. Pettis,
1: or Habib, or Molina. Like
0: I know we love Habib, um, and <laughs> whoever it is that he's fighting, it could be Habib, but it won't be Habib versus someone else. You know, it, they're going. Yeah, yeah, I know. It'll have mean. to be Conor, or it'll be Ronda Rousey. Yeah, That's I the think there be. only two people you could main event that. Unless somehow Anderson Silva fights George St. Pierre. Maybe. I,
1: I think it'll be. I'm still hoping for a super fight. I think it'll be a John Jones super fight, whether it be Weidman or uh, Velasquez or whoever's the heavyweight champion that That's That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, um. A question from your good friend and my good friend Nicola she, you know over on on Twitter as well. She uh, we were speaking about Reds are right there. He's been posting a lot on Instagram. She says about oh, cutting weight. Do you think he'll be announced for the Scotland card?
0: Uh yeah. Wasn't it something like ten weeks or something like that? He's pretty much like giving it away. It's the worst secret in the world. Paul Redmond like inadvertently releasing his fight details through how much he wants cupcakes. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, I'm gonna uh, a first ever. On the podcast um, One second Open the Snapchat account Well Paul uh, We're just talking about how if you're going to be on wait for your next fight Since you keep saying it's in 10 weeks Here's a picture of my dinner Fish and chips Enjoy So I'm sending that to Paul the now On Snapchat um, Yeah it looks like he's going to be on Scotland Or maybe he's going to be on the undercard of Vegas It's still 10 weeks
1: Yeah Yeah uh yeah, I think he'll probably be on Unless the Unless you know Harris.
0: something I don't know, Sean. Uh, I can't say anything. Uh, we'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but Duffy's already uh, on it. And flights are Duffy's very cheap. So Irish yeah. fans, book your flights to Scotland now. They're really yeah. cheap at Ryanair. Something between 20 and €30. Euro. It's a flight you can throw away. If not, you get to see Joseph Duffy fight. If not, you get to go to a UFC. Regardless of uh, any other Irish that get put on it.
1: Okay. Uh, two more questions here before Sorry, we go. That, I had to get um, that
0: sponsored thing in there because since the UFC, yeah. I'm on the payroll. Like.
1: Exactly. Uh, from Aaron O'Brien on Twitter. Uh, Who would be the first to retire? Machida, Bisping, Belfort, or Silva? I presume
0: he means Anderson Silva. <laughs> no, Thiago. <laughs> um. Fuck. That's a hard one. I can see Machida. Michael, Michael Bisbing is at a level where he's going to be able to keep beating guys whereas Liotta Machida maybe realises himself more so than anyone at all. just because he's a pure martial artist I think he himself yeah. will know when his time is up whereas Bisbing is the type of guy that may be in denial and keep going at it yeah. Vitor uh, Balfour's body will probably chemically shut down within the next 12 months anyway <laughs> I I think
1: it will be Anderson Silva I'm not sure if he'll ever fight again yeah, like if he gets a The only reason I
0: yeah, The only reason I didn't say Anderson Is because I'm expecting his band to be so long That someone One of those guys yeah. will retire In between when he can <laughs> oh, fight yeah. again And when he will that's, fight again
1: That's a good point uh, Yeah mm, Last question so From Let me just see One second My fucking computer's gone. Go for
0: two if you want Sean We're only four <laughs> minutes over We can go okay. We can go up Who's, Who's next for
1: um, Stipe Miocic? It's from um, King Brinney MMA over on Twitter.
0: Alistair Overeem, please.
1: Hmm, maybe. There's there's a thought that maybe he should stay out and wait for the next title shot. Stipe? Yeah. Although Travis Brown is there as well, and he's fighting pretty soon. But... The heavyweight division is kind of one where you don't want to be killing off killers so or killing off killers killing off um, contenders contenders uh, Brown is fighting are lost skating soon around the same time as Kane and or maybe a bit before it, so it'll probably be him next who do you put Stipe in to fight um, Paul
0: Radman replied I hope you choke on them
1: <laughs> <laughs> difficult, difficult. Ask him when he's fighting next, go on do it. We might get a reply
0: or tell him it's live on the podcast. No 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 no, I can't do that. I, uh, I've right. already replied with an oath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Okay.
0: Yeah who'd you say over
1: him or is over him fighting someone? No, over him isn't fighting someone. Yeah, I'd watch that. Put him put him in the air and over him, fair enough. Okay, very last question. Prediction for UFC one hundred eighty nine boys. I'm not sure if we've actually talked about this but over a million. Um it's gonna happen. Uh, Shane Guy and ask, yeah, will it be more than your C one eighty seven or more than a million here? Yes.
0: More than more than Jones Cormier, I think. I maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm ignorant, maybe I'm Conor McGregor's biggest fanboy, maybe I just want to be in the Mac mansion. All of the promotion that's gone on so far, think of how long ago the media tour was Sean. And I think away how yeah. how far away the fight still is. And everybody wants wants to see it.
2: Uh, I think it's Hummel? going do,
0: like and the fact that Connors in America can do all the U.S. based media can do more like media to promote the pay per view, uh, the pay per view buying audience. Considering it's international fight week, the hype that they're gonna put behind it, he's gonna do the million.
1: Uh, I, John McCormick I'm just looking here. Did eight hundred thousand?
0: Oh, was it? I thought it was seven hundred yeah. and something.
1: No, eight hundred. That was that was pretty big. Like at the time, there was a lot of hype behind that. Uh, Jesus, I don't know.
0: Jesus, Jesus.
1: I always like to look at these on kind of fight week and like you, know, if you, if there's a bit of a brawl, but not a brawl, but like if there's a show and match or a shout and match or something on, uh, in the media tour or in the, or in the me, in the media workouts, whatever you want to call them, and the, the wins, it could, uh. You could change that the number a lot. It's
0: going to be the best win ever. Yeah. It's going mad. Thousands of Irish people at it. Conor yeah. McGregor dehydrated to the point of delirium. Probably <laughs> on an erection. This is just all, all, the, all of it is going to kick off.
1: He needs to bring back the the pink underpants. Oh, well. he does. Yeah.
0: I think it'll do
1: somewhere between. I think it'll beat John the Carmia. I think it'll do somewhere between 800 and. 800. I'd be surprised if it did a million. I I'd, I'd say 900,000. That's what I think. Uh, what about UFC 187 that's coming up next week we'll talk about that next week but how many boys do you think that'll do like, um, he lost Jones but <coughs> he still has Vitor against Weidman and Weidman is actually a pretty good draw I think um, a lot of his fights with John Will and people know him because he fought Anderson and Liotta. Uh it's annoying
0: because I would have sorry I would have thought the Jones Cormier one did better than it did so like I I want to say 600,000 for this fight But is it really 200,000 worse than Jones and Cormier, considering how much hype Jones and Cormier had? Maybe Chris Weidman's fans are similar to him, you know? A withdrawn, soft-spoken, nice kind of guy that doesn't mouth off about things. Unless it's when he's just knocked out Anderson Silva and he's calling him a disrespectful piece of shit while he's walking around the ring. Aside from that moment of weakness from Chris Weidman. And... I'd like to. I'd like to see it do somewhere six hundred thousand plus. I think it deserves it. I think Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort is the fight that I've wanted to see for quite a while, and for whatever reason or another, <coughs> uh, it hasn't happened.
1: I think it'll do four hundred fifty thousand. Oh. And here's why. Here's why. It's coming only a couple of weeks after a lot of people have spent a hundred dollars on Mayweather against Pacquiao, and four point four million people. It's the number. The final number That's on huge. that. That's big. Only a couple of weeks after, like people can't afford to spend that much money. And even bigger than that, maybe it takes five hundred boys away, five hundred thousand boys away. Habib is off the card. Hmm. Like, mm. <laughs> look at all those. Man, boys, Russia
0: just, uh, shuts down when Habib <laughs>
1: <not have> fights. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, Habib is really start a the show He have to bottom on. But uh, yeah, just before we go, my boy Wonderboy, he's fighting Jake Ellenberger. Ellenberger. Quick peek for that before we go. What do
0: you think? Uh, surprised me in his fight against Josh Koscheck, but Wonder Boy is going to brutally knock him out. Yeah,
1: I, I, hopefully. I think so. Well, not hopefully, but I have to say neutral, of course, but <coughs> Wonder Boy's is going to kick the shit out
0: of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but Wonder is going to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> Excellent, as always, Sean. Um, another podcast in the books. Five twenty-seven. I may be on the verge of recording a top secret interview That will be released separately from the podcast In the next couple of days I'm waiting on a phone call I'm waiting on a whatsapp If I don't get it in 15 minutes though It's a beautiful day I'm going to some jiu-jitsu training The British Open this weekend Sean I'm coming to make amends What is that on? It is on in Coventry I'm flying out on Saturday afternoon Oh wait a minute Do you like Fight Like Apes? You don't even know who Fight Like Apes are no idea okay they're a band an Irish band that I actually really like Um, their new album is out on Friday if you buy their album on Friday you get a free wristband to their gig in Whelan's on Saturday so they have a 2pm Matinee gig I'm gonna go to it and I'm flying at 20 past 6 in the evening is that a recipe for disaster you don't drink though so you'll be grand oh yeah no what's that got Uh, to do with like who, who would be off their tits At an over 12's gig At 2 o'clock on a Saturday Actually no I'm, I'm not even going to jinx that Because there will be Someone there <laughs> Off their tits Of course yeah, yeah Fuck's yeah. sake Okay either way Assuming I don't miss the flight I'll be competing Sunday morning And flying home Sunday evening Do right. you want a present Back from Coventry Actually no There's nothing I do, There's yeah. nothing in Coventry I, there's, I assume it's a shithole Give me a flag A flag A sticker You sound like a Northern Irish person <laughs> talking. Flag. The flag I know you yeah, my flag boy Flags Flags uh, I'll get you a stick of rock Do get me a stick of rock That'd be
1: nice A Coventry stick of rock Is there
0: anywhere in Limerick That sells sticks of rock
1: No Jesus
0: Surely there is Actually Before we Don't go it. Have you ever heard of the shaggy sheep No There was a fella in my course Oh wait no Never mind I think he lived in Clare, not Limerick. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh that's the worst thing yeah. anyone has ever said to me. I know, sorry, but d- he was uh-huh. the
0: manager of a tourism shop called the Shaggy Sheep, and it was the funniest thing I ever listening to him talk about it. But no, in the podcast, like Accusing uh, me of being from Clare? No, but your next door neighbors. <sighs> How dare you? Sorry, yeah, I know, no, I knew you were from Limerick. I got yeah. him mixed up. I thought he was from Limerick.
1: Okay, all right, you're talking your way You're over Limerick's okay. finest. Exactly, Thanks. exactly. Well until stuff.
0: then, if you want to get in touch with Limerick's Finest on Twitter at Sean Sheehan BA, if you want to get in touch with the sex bomb of the Northeast, um, and <laughs> at <laughs> Petey <C>. Carroll <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with me, the the man who keeps losing in Jiu Jitsu tournaments in the first round at Andrew McGahan underscore. And if you want to tell Graham how you're so disgusted and you're not listening to one of these podcasts again, Graham MMA, since when is he yeah. on Twitter?
1: He's been years, I think, but he I tag him in it
0: the ad yeah, time. When for the laugh, like, is it?
1: People keep keep thinking that I'm running the severe make account Yeah, because he had to oh,
0: change oh. the bio. Account is yeah. run by Graham. Yeah, exactly.
1: I uh, like people th- keep thinking I'm talking to myself on Twitter and I'm calling him a brick and something like.
0: Are you calling yourself a brick? When Graham no. actually came to the last event at UXC someone said to me, "Who's that guy?" and I was like, "That's Graham." It's like, "Who's Graham?" <laughs> it's like, Graham owns severe make. It's like do you not run severe MMA? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. He's like, what about Sean? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is Graham. He's a man who's able to keep himself out of the public eye. We should get yeah, him we- on the podcast one time.
1: No, he wouldn't come
0: on. No. We need- uh, we- oh, he was last week. Where? Yeah, and actually, I was going to bring him on this week because he tried ringing me earlier on, but it was just after your phone had died. So I thought that would be taking the piss too much. So I sent yeah. him a, a message saying podcast. And he said, ah, good stuff. Yeah. So excellent. Until then, Sean, I'm gonna uh, get some music to to play you off. Do it. Go on, even though I can hear it. Oh no! Fuck! Okay, it's yeah, you can hear it now because it wasn't going through my phone, because it was going through my phone. Never mind. We will leave it at that. Okay. Until then, see you next week, everybody. Word.